0: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the 22nd episode of The Real Word. My deepest apologies for the lateness, um, technical difficulties, a lot of different things occur. As you can see, we're at a different studio. Shout out to John Webbs. We went back to our roots. Um, our other studios is kind of getting renovated right now, but who knows what we're going to do or where we're going to go going forward. So shout out to John Webbs, located at 637 Wilson Ave., holler at him for all your web design needs, and all your logo needs, and anything that you might have. I'm here with my co-host. Your boy Pastor Sanders
1: come over to the house and
0: everything like that. Shout out to Sanders. And I'm here with two special guests. Two
1: special guests. My name is Judy, so
2: friend.
0: Karen. Call me Karen. <laughs> I don't be shy, guys. Don't be shy. So shout out to my guests today. And we're going to have an awesome episode today. I know we're starting late, but better late than never. So shout out to everybody that's been watching. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting. Shout out to everybody that's watching this live. Shout out to everyone that's been watching and been supporting. We're going to keep going, even with the technical difficulties, even with the time issues, even with the studio switch-ups. We can't stop, won't stop, won't stop. Take that, take that, take that, and take that. So today's episode is going to be called what, guys? Our topic today is trusting the journey despite the detours. Despite the detours. And many times in life we go through a lot of difficulties, we go through a lot of hard times, you know, especially sometimes it's easier to quit than to keep going and that's with almost everything in life in regards to relationship, with school, even sometimes with your faith, sometimes with your faith it could be difficult to keep going and like it's just hard sometimes, you know, so basically that's what we're going to talk about today. So guys, what made you pick that subject today? Karen, you want to start?
2: <laughs> Karen, it's not jiggly
0: today. <laughs> All right, so I start off with Judith. Judith, why? why'd you pick that? Do, do you feel like you went through a lot of difficulties in life? I know earlier you were talking about how um, initially when you first started school, the career path that you're on right now, it wasn't your initial career path. Is that true? That is true.
2: But, you know, we don't have to start with me. Because I think a lot of people, a lot of our viewers heard my story. Previously. Um, So what like we, behind the scenes we were having a conversation with Karen Mm -hmm. and just talking about her journey and the things that she's been doing Um, and it just brought up the topic of the journey that she's been through and like the detours that she had to take and we just found that um, topic so similar because I also went through detours and Karen went through detours. So that's how we came up with the,
1: the topic. So you want so
3: basically tell
1: us
3: your journey of Karen, tell us your <laughs> career and everything. Um, my journey is short. <laughs> okay. Um. So we were talking about we had oh sorry yeah. into the mic. We were we started with college, yeah. right? Okay. Going into our majors because she was like oh I thought you were still into the medical field. So originally when I first I graduated high school I went to my I had went to St John's and I was doing law because that was my passion, my goal, my purpose. I was like, yes, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a kick-A oh, lawyer. <laughs> lawyer, but <laughs> I'm going to be a great lawyer. And then um, I had changed schools because, let's be real, private school is expensive. I changed schools. I went to I went to York. Um, York College is primarily a medical school, as we all know. Um, so I changed majors thinking that, you know, it'll be okay. Just change a major, not really knowing, like, no, do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> do what you're good at. And um, the medical field was great. It was cool and all, but there's always something missing when you're not doing what your purpose is. When you're not fulfilling that that drive, that passion. Medical field is a great field, but it's just it's just it's not what I really wanted. What I woke up excited about. It's kind of more routineish. So I I changed my majors. I went to the political science major. And, yeah, I graduated in June, got my bachelor's, and working in a law firm now, but, um, yeah, also in the business aspect, so <laughs> that's about it. That's my journey. And how's,
1: and how's that come along for you, working for a law firm every day?
3: Working for a law firm is great. Um, I work for an immigration law firm, okay. so it's interesting, especially with what's going on with today, with the deportation, with ICE. You can come in and your client could be deported. You can come in and... A whole family could be deported, so it's 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 really tricky. But um, so, question: So basically,
1: they they, can, they they come to the office, mm-hmm. and by them coming to the office, right then and there, they get deported, right then and there. Coming
3: to my to my person? No, well, not my uh, personal uh, office person. of the law firm. So no, um you have your court case, and if the judge decides not to grant you an asylum, okay. if the judge decides not to grant you certain things, then yeah, you'll be. sure the judge he or she will call for order of deportation okay. so they can either deport you right there like they'll take you right there or go home by the time you come home they'll take you because your your home address and all your your work address is all on Friday. Okay. so by then they already you know where you work
2: where you live,
1: where you sleep
3: where you eat <laughs> where you be so it's not really I mean unless you have a second second place to go to that
1: that's yeah. crazy so basically I wanted to basically add you, bread how does uh, how do you feel about a lot of our hatred people out there are immigrants,
3: I know that a lot of them have been getting deported, right? Right, so a lot of the Haitians, I believe they're either on TPS or, there's another one, um, I forgot what it's called, but so they're either on TPS or some temporary feminist status or something else. Okay. To me, my advice to them right now is to get to a law firm, regardless of the cost, do your monthly payments, do what you have to do, because, a lot of Haitians. Some of them knew. Some of them didn't know that they were here okay. illegally. Uh, most people knew, but it probably wasn't. I wasn't that out, like, "I'm good because I'm here. I went to school." But it is hard. Some of them cannot get employment unless it's like under, under, the, bus, I think it's under okay. the bus. So my advice to them is: get that. Get your lawyer. Get your law. Get to a law firm. Get to work. Do what you gotta do. Okay. Because it's, it's okay. I believe they have till
1: March. I believe that in March it ends. Your TPS ends for all Haitians. So so, so what? Basically, right? the thing is that, right, is any anywhere that they try to put at least legal status for them, or what? What, what, what is the Trump administration going to do basically?
3: So what we do is we we do our best. Okay. We cannot grant you legal status, okay. but we do our work. To help you get legal status, okay. but if you're not doing your end of the bargain, then you know, because there is work for the client to do as well. Okay. But um, we do our part. But all together, I have to just say is apply. Do what you gotta do. Don't wait till when it's over to apply either, because it's harder. It really is. A, it's a really hard journey. So try to apply now. Get to that work now.
1: Definitely, that's beautiful. What is that to you and everything like that? So what? So basically you guys focus on immigration law. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. i to make you get into that law other than it, other Well,
3: more. my main goal is to work in constitutional law okay. and have my business on the side. Okay. The that's okay, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> out, I can't really. it on the spot. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: you can just work in your favor. Okay, that's good, cool. that's beautiful. So I wanted to basically ask you this. That's um, about to basically ask you this. So tell us about your app. Oh. Well, but The thing is that the last time Judy was here, she talked about basically her being a teacher and everything like that. We're definitely gonna get back to Judy, but you know, we wanna support you, we wanna promote you. This show creates the platform to do that, which is a beautiful thing and everything like that. So. Okay.
3: So. Okay. I said this a thousand times. I want to start
2: now. Okay. Okay.
3: <laughs> so back in April 26 last year, 2016, I was That's the assistant director for my church, um, and in that we My were God trying God. to plan God. the Youth crusade for June July okay. and we were trying to invite other churches to come but our key thing was we wanted to actually do a conjunction with another church. Okay. But the issue was that we didn't have F H calendar, we didn't have NEC's calendar. Now a disclaimer, listen to me NEC didn't send it out nor did. Okay. <laughs> they probably sent it out but we personally didn't have it. Okay. So um, I was just thinking to myself like, whoa, what if we just had an app where, what if there was just like one centralized location where everything was on it and we wouldn't have to, you know, go you know, crazy with it. Bye. So then we went home that night. I was just like, I'm gonna make an app, I'm gonna make an app. And I, I remember I stayed up that night and I called my best friend I was just like, you're staying on the phone until I finish this app. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was just like, Man, it's, not, it's not gonna finish in a day, like it doesn't finish overnight. And I, I didn't go to sleep, I tried my best. I did, I did a mock-up of a prototype. And from then on, it was just like it was just going and going and going and going and going and going. And yes. going. So now the app is done. Um, there is about eight to ten sections on the app, but I'm only re- I'm releasing each section per month. Okay. And um, the first section I'm releasing is the event section, in which you can find church services. It's really simple. It's like a church event, right? It's really simple. You come on the app, you sign up, you pick your denomination, you can always change denomination, and you can always change the language. Okay. The languages. And you pick a service. You put in your zip code. You put in the distance. You can either click youth service, um, pathfinder event, conference event, depending on your denomination. Because clearly, Jewish people don't have pathfinders. Of course. So you have a y. You can pick any. You can pick a concert. You can buy your concert ticket on the app. Um, you after you click church service, then you have a, sub, uh, a subsection where it's like you want a youth service or
1: education. That's or beautiful. Family
3: service. And then you'll get all these services, That's beautiful. and you'll be able to, you know, go about your way. You can either watch church at home, the churches can go live. Um, the app is not just for churches. I do want people to understand that. I do say that I, when I market it, I do say churches, though. Okay. But the app is for ministries, it is for religious schools. Like, Oakwood can go live on the app when they have their Friday night okay. services. Um, just like
1: that. Yeah. That's beautiful. And, 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 and the support. How the support. It's so forth You said you wanted to the start The support
3: there. has been good. Um, okay. I'm new to the whole marketing realm. Especially okay. social media nowadays. Like that's the key to marketing. Of course. So I've been contacting these marketers. Okay. Never did, never did I think marketing would cost that much. But it's worth it. If that's your dream, that's your passion, okay. that's your purpose. Like, you're not really worried about how much you shell out,
1: okay. So, okay, yeah. so what do you feel like is the biggest obstacle and the biggest success since doing this? And after we're gonna go back to Judy, um, you...
3: the biggest obstacle yes. was the biggest obstacle now is um, when I get the churches signed up, I'm primarily speaking to the pastor. Now, it depends on the pastor's age because some older pastors are just like. Remind me again. Like, what are we talking about again? And then I'm just like, okay, just put your technology director on the phone or give me your communications director or give me your youth director number, and then I work from there. Okay. But besides that, I've never had no big obstacles. Um, what pushed me was I, was I was doing the app and I, was, I saw this event. I was in Texas where you can basically pitch your idea and then you'll get funding in a sense. And I thought, I was like, huh? Ah. Should I really go to this event? Should I really, you know, be there? So then I bought the ticket, I went, and I actually got second place. And wow. I was so excited because people from um, Ireland was there. It was, it was like an international competition. I was like, wow, like I really got second it place. It was a Christian event? Or <laughs> it, just went, like, it actually, it, it is a Christian the guy who runs it is Adventist, wow. but it was open to all denominations, wow. any type of company. They weren't primarily looking for Christian companies right. or anything. Um, if Jeff is watching this, shout out to Jeff. Shout out to Fruition Lab. <laughs> I'm going to be there next year. Everyone should go. But, um, yeah, when I get home with tagging in This like, watch this video. <laughs> but um, it was a great experience. I, I recommend everyone to go because there's not a lot of Christian companies who do entrepreneurial events where you get to pitch, yeah, and and it wasn't you. about the pitch because the pitch was the last day. The best part about it was just all of those people that they had, those panelists that they had come and talk to you. They just reassure you like Christian people can have like huge empires, you can have great businesses, you can thrive, you can make like a lot of money. Yeah, but the goal yes. is not to make money, but I agree that when you lot make lot. money, <laughs> <laughs> you 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 want to
1: follow your dreams, but, but why you making money? If want to, to yeah, so really get back to the community, we're not against... Actually, Ricketts just gave you a shout-out. He said shout-out to Kara Gustav, the new Mark Zuckerberg. That's what he basically said.
3: Hey. Yeah, yeah. Did <laughs> uh,
1: uh, uh, Ricketts! Andre! Okay. I
3: yes. oh, yes. yes. love you, and, you know, i got to shout him out because yes. him and his wife, I remember I was going yes. through it, and I called, I wrote her, and she was like, come over tonight, and I came to her house, and she like, she really pushed me in my direction, so shout out to them, shout
1: out to their company, shout out to everything that they're doing. I love it. I love them. Yes. I love everything. My man, uh, you were set. Salute to you, my man. My cousin Marie's watching, Sonny's watching. Salute oh, to Sunny and Ertz and Clifford and everything like that. That's that's beautiful. Do you feel like in, in, in the Christian world, this is for both of you, do you feel that we have we need more entrepreneurs? Do you feel like we have entrepreneurs?
2: <laughs> well, I don't know, but recently like when I look at my Facebook news feed, all I see is Like Christian businesses just booming, like everywhere, like not just Ricketts and his wife, but like, um, the these women, Monique Morales, like, I think she's based in Maine, she has this hair care line, and then her partner has just like natural products, Mm -hmm. like, they're they're everywhere, like, every rally day, every um event, Mm -hmm. like, the youth event, they're always there. I just feel like. Christian entrepreneurs, we're
1: just coming out. That's what's up, that's what's up. I'll, that's beautiful. Can I
2: piggyback on that,
1: Ashley? Go ahead, definitely. There's a
3: company called Adventist Entrepreneurs. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure who owns that company, but honestly, if it wasn't for them, I would have not known how many Adventist people have companies. Like I really wouldn't have known at all how many events people have coming. Yeah. So shout out to them for doing that and just putting it out there and pushing other people. Like it, it gives you that push every day when you Definitely. see them post. Like okay, let me, yes. let me continue to go
1: out there. Maybe I didn't get that six thousand. <laughs> okay. I, I also want to, to, to put this out out there too. The thing is that one of my friends, his name is Junior Fenor. Mm-hmm. He's from Mid um, he's from uh, Mid Hudson, mm-hmm. and he used to be a chef. He used to be a chef at um, Stanford University. Uh, the hospital, a manager, he's also working at Times Square right now, and we're talking about making major moves, we're going to start selling, selling patties, so my spirit are starting like our, our, like our old bakery, so we, so we, so we just changing the game of patties, because you know, it's, it's the same chicken, beef, but we try to come out with a different, different, different brand of patties and stuff like that, so I promote that, I, I suggest to everybody, like I said, lay aside your pride, lay aside your egos, let's come together, the money is out there, the money's out there for everybody to shine, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the haters don't prosper, haters don't prosper, let's build each other, let's support each other 100%. Want to say something, my brother? I see you
0: just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get the mic right, because I know people always complain about the sound. Definitely, but so far, so good, baby. But yeah, I have to fix a couple technical difficulties. Um, if anything, shout out to the real world, because we started off as just a a little podcast show, like a little Facebook live show, and it took off. And thank you to all the viewers that's been watching. Shout out to The Brick, because we was on TV last week. Yes. Um, we're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it pushing. And this is a good platform to promote intelligent people, people that's doing good in the Facts. community, people that's making moves, like like Karen right here, and like Judith being the Facts. educator, Brother Sanders being the motivator, and the preacher. You know, we've got to uplift each other so that yes. we could just move forward. And instead of, you know, talking down on one another, and, you know, we come together, we give people platform to actually speak and say how they feel and what they think. Because oftentimes, especially in church, the only people that we really hear talk is like the pastor and the elders, but there's a lot of people in the pubes that have a lot to say and have a lot of talent to contribute. And the Bible tells us that denying your talent and bearing your talent is a sin, so us being people that are, like, bringing talent to light, like, I think we're, 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 we're doing God's work, in a
1: sense. Definitely. Yeah, salute to my man, Abdul Joseph, just got a stole, he just got a stall at Norwalk Adventist Church, he about to get a stall next week at, um, uh, Breath of Life, this is a good brother, salute to you, my brother, yeah, you. Oli Oli. this guy is a dynamic, dynamic preacher, a dynamic speaker. He's very, very dynamic, so we just thank God for him. He's an amazing, amazing to God. Um, I wanna basically actually before we move to our next topic how do you guys feel about the, the 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 killing that happened at the churches and stuff like that? And what you feel like we should be doing? Because it's real like a lot of pastors are getting killed, a lot of innocent children are getting killed in church, um a lot of a lot of innocent people are dying. So the people were talking about should we have guns in church, like the nation of Islam, like how do you guys feel about everything? Um, we could start with Ricard since Ricard been doing a lot of technical difficulties. <laughs> we want to be fair. You know what I'm saying? So what you think, baby? So, you um, know.
0: I think certain big churches do have security and they do have like, say for example, if you have a church and, and a member of your church is like law enforcement, then they can like help protect the church at that time. I know some churches, like that's one of the roles of the deacon is to maintain order and to make sure everything is going right yeah. in the church and to make sure like, Everything is going accordingly. Um, To say that we need armed guards in church, I feel like that would defeat the purpose of being a Christian where we believe in a God that protects us. But at the same time, we do live in a time where evil is running rampant and it has no respect, not even for church. So there's a lot of different things that I feel is going on. Um, I think what happened was really unfortunate. I think there's... I think there's more people with mental illnesses than there are in hospitals. And I feel like not all the people that's mentally sick are in the hospital. And I think when these people are, I guess, out and about and not receiving the necessary care, then this is the outcome of it. Like, it's funny because, ironically, I got a degree in law and paralegal, but then I, I did the law firm thing for like three years, and then I ended up in social services and now I currently work at a micro shelter, people with mental health issues and um, addiction problems. So like most of the time when they act out, like say for example they do something violent, they don't necessarily call the police, they'll call the ambulance and the ambulance will take them to the hospital and they'll be on 24 hour hold mm-hmm. because they've already been diagnosed and been evaluated, they have psychosocials that's showing that like these people have like a certain mental disability. So. They put them in jail. They won't get the help. They'll just end up back in jail. But if they bring them to hospital, then they get treated. And sometimes they gotta be put on meds to, you know, um, balance out that chemical imbalance that they might have within themselves. And I feel like that could explain a lot of what's going on with people outside. You know, sometimes they shoot something up, or they kill someone, or they get into a fight, or they do something crazy. And you're like, Yo, what's wrong with this person? This person is crazy. Like they snap. But <laughs> that person was probably crazy the whole time. Yeah. It was probably just no one was paying attention or they never got diagnosed mentally. And then as a result of that, like, I guess when a certain opportunity arrived, like, they just let go. Like, I remember the other day, it was, it was a client. He said that his wife divorced him and his wife kicked him out of the house, which caused him to be homeless. Wow. And this guy has a master's degree and I can't even remember. But now he's in a homeless shelter and she took the house, she took the kids, she took the car and... It drove him basically crazy. <laughs> so, like, he, so so he came in and he's talking to one of the social workers and he's like, I'm gonna kill my wife. I'm gonna kill her. And, like, they was like, What? They was like, Okay, stay right here. <laughs> so, they called the, call the police and they called the ambulance and they had him on. He was in there for like a good week or two and he was just in the hospital that whole time. And, you know, he was in the, the room with the padded walls, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he came back today and he was speaking to me. And he was saying like he can't be here for too long because of his um. He, he said he has COPD, and there's too much people in there smoking and whatnot. He needed to get out. And he was saying like he always tell people about what his wife did to him. But like, Can that's I a, back on something yeah, else? yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
3: Sorry, I don't, I don't really no, 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 no like, Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you really feel like I'm not knocking? Like, ha, cause I don't know much about it, so I'm not gonna make it seem like I'm what I'm saying. what I'm promoting is correct. But do you really feel like that's actually the proper way to go about it? I feel like a lot of time when it comes to like mental health, we think like call nine one one, and maybe like the first step is best to call nine one one rather than just sit down and speak to a person who's you know acting irrational, mm-hmm. um, which I think is actually the best step to call one first. But do we really think like putting them in jail or locking them in a padded room is really fixing the issue? Locking them in a padded room stops someone from dying, stops someone from being hurt, but locking them in a padded room, in a in room doesn't yeah, fix no, their yeah. mental issues. No, no, no. So that's it's, like, kind of like, I
0: feel like sometimes when it comes to mental issues don't fix But that issue, was just a figure, that. that, that was just a figure of speech that I used. They don't actually lock them oh, in the crowded room. That's <laughs> that's no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> they don't actually, <laughs> they don't actually, <laughs> they don't <laughs> take <they don't laughs> <think> that room. <wrong. laughs> Actually, lock him in the private room. That that's just
3: like,
0: well, I mean, it's like that's just a figure of speech I use for like you know when you have a mental problem or you snap, right. they put you in mm-hmm. they put you in Bellevue or or like um one of those psych Bellevue ward places. Yeah, yeah. 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 And first they put you on forty eight hour hold and then they evaluate you and they reevaluate you and they hold you. Of course, like they did try to counsel him to one ex- to a certain extent because okay. they they are counselors <laughs> there. not
3: say
0: that in your story no, 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 <laughs> like. Like okay, the the person that he was talking to was a social worker, oh, and okay. and they they have to call because he made a threat to, a threat to and him. he already had an order protection. Yeah.
3: Oh, okay. He had a wife
0: already had an order protection against yes, him, mm-hmm. so like they had to document it in case like if they just ignored it and he went to go kill the wife, they were like okay, who did he tell it to? Yes, sir. right. Yeah, the same thing if he went to like a therapist and he like yeah I'm gonna blow everything up like, mm-hmm. the, yeah they have that um confidence. Confidentiality agreement, but at the same time, if he's and risk is putting himself at risk or others at risk, you got to take certain precautions for that as well.
2: And and I think also um, because we brought up mental health and with the Texas killings too, the fact that the guy he was an army veteran. Like that plays a role too. Like what are we doing for our uh, like military family? America treats the military veterans.
1: veterans
0: terrible when they come back. Um He was, was, was dishonourably was discharged. Right. So okay. like in a sense that he since he was discharged dishonorably, he probably didn't receive the same benefits as as other veterans. But mm-hmm. yes and no in regards to veterans being treated good, yes in the sense that they get free health care for life. Okay. And certain drugs and um, certain drugs and shots and things of that nature. That's gonna be very expensive. Like, wow. um, I forgot what was the example that this guy gave me. I met this guy one time. He's he's studying pharmacy, and it was it was this person that that contracted some some STD, and but it was a curable STD. But the pill, I mean, but the shot is really really expensive. Because that guy was a veteran, he got it for free. So like, um. I know they get free counseling. And if they do classify for certain mental disabilities, they do get a check every, week, every month. And they do have services provided onto them if they're willing to even go and get those services. I know sometimes when they're homeless, they go into special veteran shelters where they get benefits for that as well. Um, and then they end up getting eventually housing for veterans, which they don't really pay much. But a lot of them do have mental health issues, like, like, like post-traumatic stress. Um, 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 some of them have um, depression, major depression, some of them have anxieties, and all these other things, wow. and they give them pills, they give them shots, and, but some of them, they do self-medication, where, like, drug and alcohol, where, like, they become addicts, and a lot of them are alcoholics, like, I came across a lot of veterans, a lot of them are alcoholics, yeah. and that's how they do it, they numb the pain, but some people, they don't like pharmaceutical drugs, they say it makes them feel slow, it makes them feel dumb, it makes them feel like they're drooling or they feel like they're sleepy all day. Sometimes it makes you gain weight. Sometimes it makes your penis not work. So some guys, they don't be with it. All right, it. Man. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I yeah. think it's a very
2: unfortunate, really unfortunate um, event that happened. Mm-hmm. And there's no real solution. Like I think we've tried, as a nation, everything. Like We've tried um, with the gun laws, enforcing stricter gun laws, but then you have people who are like, no, they like their guns, it's a hobby, you just have to put it in the hands of a responsible person. Um, We've tried mental health, okay, we're gonna take care of um, people if they're a mental health case. And
3: it's has like really done a lot
1: for like the mental health aspect. I feel like we've done some work, but we haven't done a lot. But the, listen, even in our churches, effect. we don't even tackle mental health. We don't tackle depression. We don't tackle suicide. Stars, but before I continue, I want to give a shout out to Renee. She says she loves the background. Yeah. And she also says too, um, congrats on your app as well too, Karen. Oh, thank you, girl.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. See on YouTube, I follow
1: you.
0: Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> and I see Abraham watching
1: as well too. Ahead, brother, no, bro. brother.
0: I'll say from like before, how it was mm-hmm. where like they had mental, people who had mental illness and they would either kill them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how nice. some people, they had handicap or kids mm-hmm. that had mental retardation and they would kill them or they would leave okay. them somewhere and just go about their business. So, like, they would bring them to like certain hospitals or like like those nursing home places, and they'll leave them there to die, or like they'll just leave them with a family member that's like, oh, stay with this family member. Hopefully, they'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. And to now, where like they actually, you know, they're actually like getting help. Like they're getting um, they're getting help as in like there's more research that that was done in the field. You have you have caseworkers. You have like professionals. You have you have like social workers, you have um, therapists, you have um, drugs that'll help these people. So it's, it's different from like what it was before. I would say.
1: Uh huh. That's cool. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yes, yes, yes. But 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 my spiritual uncle just said that no. The, uh, okay, where I said no, the, the nation doesn't try at all. What do you mean by that? He said that they don't. He don't feel that veterans are being treated fairly. He said not no. All.
0: Okay. Now all vets get um free treatment for life. Yeah, I guess. Like I said before, if, you, if you've if you been dishonorably discharged, you're not going to get the same benefits as someone that was honorably discharged. Sometimes when you get dishonorably discharged, it's because you did something you wasn't supposed to be doing. And because you was doing something that you were supposed to be doing, you got to pay the consequences of that. Like right? That's just the reality of the situation. That's what's up, that's what's up. So basically, um, what is it you guys had in mind? Uh-huh. Continue as you were saying prior before you got
1: cut off.
2: <laughs> oh,
3: um, yeah, you guys got this?
1: Yes. Um, so you yeah, guys are talking about... So the next thing, again uh, yeah, is basically. Point. So basically, um, like I said, you know, we flow. As I said prior before, but this is Woman's What. Mm-hmm.
2: Point of view. Oh, okay. So
1: basically, let's talk about Woman's point of view. <laughs> Go ahead, you got it. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Yes, yeah, so how? <laughs> but, uh,
2: but like I told
1: place. you, this is the rule where We just we just flow. It's <laughs> a flow. Uh huh. Continue. you huh. Okay. Uh huh.
2: So um, basically, in the beginning, when we were talking about. Um, business and entrepreneurship and Karen's app development and Mm -hmm. like her journey or our journey, our our (laughs) journey, um, like what is a woman's point of view of, um, or a woman's perspective of entrepreneurship and, um, starting her own business or getting started in her, in her career. Um, how, how does being a woman affect that process?
1: And so that's like kind of... So how does it affect that process? First of all, do you feel that... I don't feel that women are being treated fairly. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that, especially with Trump being in office. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way that women are... They feel inferior. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you got Trump calling women bimbos, calling them pigs. Mm-hmm. I don't prove that. Whatsoever. Rating them. Rating them. Rating them. I feel
3: like even though, but, I mean, a we're universal we're, we're, fact that women are not treated fairly. That's know? a fact. But at the same time. Facts. I would say a lot of women have been on their grind. Like Facts. A lot of women have their businesses. A lot of women are doing their thing. A lot of it's very like, uh, was it independent? Big, this big, independent like thing that we're going with there. <laughs> but like, I feel like a lot of women are doing their stuff. But I feel like the now issue is. It's always an issue of women being treated unfairly, but the now issue is are women helping each other? let's say I was, you know, far developing my app, doing my thing, and you came to me with an idea, and I didn't, and I had the funds to support you, and I chose not to support you because I didn't really want to see you win. And I was like, that's happening a lot
1: <laughs> these days. Why is that?
3: Because when you, when a woman wins, it's different when a man wins. Mm. When a woman wins, it's like, yo, I won and I'm a woman. Every every time you try to tell me I try to do something, I couldn't do it because I was a woman. Or you didn't let me do it, you chose the man above me. So it's like, when a woman wins, it's, it's not even just like, I won. It's the fact that I was a woman and I won. So,
1: could your question. Do you feel that guys support each other more than girls support their girls? So that's
3: I don't really, I don't really think that. If guys, I mean,
1: okay, okay, so do, do, do you feel like guys come together more to support each like like other?
3: Guys have, I don't feel like guys have like, like, of course. <laughs> I don't think like, guys have any self-esteem issues. I think mean, guys have self-esteem issues. Of course. But when it comes to, one, one of, like, to
1: each other, I don't, I don't think they know each other. I feel, I feel, I feel you. I'm not sure so, I'm to say something. I'm so sorry. Well,
2: I was going to ask Karen, like, in your process of developing your app, like, did you experience women helping you? Did you reach out to women or men? Like, I was like, um,
1: so Liz helped me. That's Tiffany beautiful. helped me. Okay. Ruth helped me. Okay.
2: Um uh,
3: all those women they helped yeah. me. If I forgot to truly forgive me. That's what's up. They they helped me. Say first name and last names. <laughs> first name or <laughs> last name. me, Tiffany Lou I obviously had been married. Tiffany
1: Tiff Tiffany Lou Mellon. Tiffany Lou Mellon helped me.
3: Huh? Look, oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ruth Milius helped me. My mother helps me. My sister helps me. That's family like I'm talking like outside people. Um I feel like if I forget a woman. Oh, no, no, no. no. Okay. I'm going to forget about that. Keep no. going. Rita helps me. Okay. actually my lawyer. She's actually my lawyer for the
1: yeah. app. And Rita, who, who, the Rita who? Saying, sorry, Rita who? I'm sorry. Rita yeah. Pierre, uh uh-huh. yes. helps
3: me every day. Yeah. <laughs> every day. That's beautiful. So forgive me for not saying her name, but Rita, she definitely helps me. So, I, but the issue, I hate but the issue I had was when it came to getting churches to sign up. It was a lot of, that's when a lot of males came in. That's okay. When it was just like, when I, even when I had presented at this, um, I was given this opportunity to be, present to pastors. I don't want to get to logistics of what and where, but I was given this opportunity. It was like, it was a room full of men. Of course was men and I was like up there like okay here we go (laughs) but in the end they were supportive and they were helping and which was all great but sometimes there's always this little inferior aspect that you feel as a woman it's like you feel intimidated like Like, are you gonna like me or no, not? No, <laughs> do I have to be flirtatious, or are you going to respect mm. me because I did what I did and I did the work and I implemented this and I did that? Or do I have to be like, oh, you know, laugh and giggle for you? Right. Or, you know, or be soft spoken and not, speak with, and not speak with authority. Right.
1: Some, somebody make a comment. My, my man, Jerry Russell said, "Black women. Let's make sure of the facts. Black women have it harder than white counterparts. How do you feel, guys? Feel about that comment?" No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. A just now. Yeah, 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 come on. on a yeah, come like, on. Come on. We hit we're Wow. Yeah,
2: I do because okay. All right.
1: <laughs> okay, yes. I sorry, think sorry.
2: I, I do Okay. <laughs> so, I'm just going to speak from my field, right? Okay. So, in my school, we do uh, co-teaching. And for those who, like when we, you know, special education, we work with the general education teachers. So, my school is pro co-teaching. Like every classroom you go into You'll see uh, two teachers, and sometimes you'll you'll find and special ed ed always. So my co-teacher, first of all, the staff in my school is majority Caucasian. Okay. So just entering into that environment at first was like, oh, okay, Okay. I'm not racist. Okay. (laughs) So um, so so my co-teacher is male and Caucasian. Okay. Right. So that's twofold. And sometimes I find myself, and, and also we have an ESL teacher who's a woman, she's Caucasian, and she's a lesbian. So she has that intersectionality, all, just all of it. Her identity is just, just really uh, unique. <laughs> yeah. Let
1: me just say unique, unique what's that exactly?
2: Unique because she's not the... Heterosexual, she's not the standard okay. heterosexual white male. That, okay. That's the, the, the okay, standard okay. of society. She's a woman. Yes, she's Caucasian, but she also has a LGBTQ identity. Okay, 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 All right. So, so, but he is our general education co-teacher, and sometimes when I speak to him, I have to. Sometimes I have to watch my tone of voice. Sometimes, if like, I, I, yeah, I have to be mindful because I'm like, I don't want to co- come across as like I I'm trying to. Like, <laughs> um, I know, I don't want to come across like I'm trying to take over or I'm trying to, um, just, uh... we to the menly... Like yeah, physical and, and, physical and I, I feel sense. like because he's a heterosexual male, mm-hmm. he, uh, is more open to my approach mm-hmm. as just, hey, uh, let's try this suggestion, this is how I am. Why don't we, um, take a look at this? Whereas, she is very comfortable saying, no, let's do it this way. But I feel like because I'm, well, first, I'm a, a a new teacher to the school, but I'm a black woman, I feel that my approach cannot be the same as hers. Mm-hmm. And I'm there, and so I, I specifically. Do you feel like it's
3: more because you're new, or do you feel
2: like it's more because <laughs> okay. you're a new teacher, or do you feel like more it's
3: because you're an African American woman?
2: I think all of that yeah. my, encompasses my identity okay. at, in that school. Mm-hmm. and and. Uh, I, I have to be mindful of that every time I, I speak to him. I can't just assume, well, no, because I'm a teacher and I have my license and I have a degree. Right. I can, and, and you know what? Also, too, I think it's, it's a people thing. I think we also have to be just careful how we talk to other people. He's, um, he, he's not gonna be open to someone who's gonna be like, no, this is the plan, this is the way it is. There's three teachers in the classroom, three teachers responsible for, for the students. So it's, it's like the, my identity as a woman, I have to be careful but, how I speak. But why do you feel like
1: as a black woman, you have to be mindful?
2: Because,
3: well, I feel like as a, a black woman, <laughs> there's this stigma.
2: So when you Which enter is.
3: a certain room, if you enter a room, there's a stigma. She's going to be ratchet. She's going to be loud. She's going to be annoying. She's going to be this. She's going to be obnoxious. She's going to be this. She's going to be that. Like, there's this stigma when you enter a room that they're expecting of you. And they actually become more comfortable when you fulfill that stigma. Instead of being a proper woman, instead of being acting like an educated woman, instead of relaxing, you know, not just relaxing, but you understand what I'm trying to yeah, say. Being like, yourself. Being yourself. Being that being unique yourself. person that you are. It's just it's expected of you to be a certain way and people are actually more comfortable with the, the negative way than the way. He responded to way. you. He said,
1: my sister, you feel that way because he intimidates you. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. You're a young, gifted, black, God-chosen
0: to be.
2: Show. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yes,
0: that's a really good show. <laughs> so let me ask you guys a question. Do you think black women in corporate America is treated better than black men?
2: In corporate? Corporate? Uh, <laughs> I said,
0: like, I said, like At the workplace. Because mm-hmm. I remember, okay, I'm going to give you an example of myself. My last job, I was the only black male there. Oh, wow. And there were several um, black women there, but the black women, I guess they integrated better than I did. I felt like almost like the elephant in the room. Like my friend, he'd always talk about, oh, you ever, have you ever heard of the movie called The Spook That Sat By The Door? (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) who told you that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who told you that? That's (laughs) him. And then like, he basically (laughs) explained it as, he basically explained it
2: as,
0: (laughs) (laughs) he basically, he basically explained it as like, And certain offices like that, when there's that one token, they sit them by the door to be like, okay, see, we've fulfilled our agreement. Cause you know, like you you have to have a minority. Cause at that office, Mm -hmm. I was the one black guy, they had one Asian girl. They had maybe like three black girls and the rest were like white.
2: That reminds me of a um, a Cosby show episode where um, Cosby, he um, loved to play golf, Mm -hmm. him and another friend. And there was like this golfing organization that was um, all white at first, but then you know during the Cosby Show time, that's when the um, rules started changing about race. Mm-hmm. And so then the bigger golf organization was like, um, no um, teams cannot play unless they have at least an African American person or um, someone other than white on their teams. Mm-hmm. And then so they realized, oh great, this is an opportunity for us to play on a greater level. But then um, Cosby's friend uh was like no they're just asking us they don't really want us they're just asking us to to play because of the new rules that changed not because their attitudes toward us really changed and so although he really loved the game of golf he declined being a part of their team and the team had to forfeit um the whole you know uh, basically being a tournament being in the yeah so that's what that reminds me of and it is very very true a lot of if you go to certain um uh, uh, colleges and universities around that time when they're trying to promote their school and giving out pamphlets and flyers. Oh yeah, our school is very diverse, and they put diversity, the pictures of multicultural students on their on pamphlets. But it's all really just a show. It's just to attract people to the school, not because that's really what they are for.
1: That's true. Yeah. My, my man said, so break the stigma. Mm-hmm. The stigma is the glass ceiling. You, may, you, you my sisters, can break that ceiling. Mm-hmm. So how you feel when black women can break the stigma?
2: So the stigma that, of the,
1: the black and white the loud the loud stigma yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. stigma uh-huh. I guess you told about the ceiling where like if you a a black female, I guess that would be a double minority yes. how can you overcome that and reach like i guess your pinnacle like I remember mm-hmm. the other day I was listening to um the radio matter of fact, and it was talking about how Callan Kaepernick kne- kneeled and and um Shannon Sharp was saying that he was speaking to um, the head coach at Clemson, and he was like, "Why are black people upset? They had a black president, so like, <laughs> he was like, There's black millionaires, so why are you guys upset?'" Like, and he was like, "All right, that one percent of us that are millionaires doesn't compare to the all of us who are who are poor." He said, "Basically, we're like two hundred years behind everybody else because of slavery and everything that occurred." And he was like, oh, "So when you say that, oh, the." there was a black president, so what does that mean? What does a black president that we have have to to do with what the struggles and inequalities that we're facing till this day, still at this point? He said, everyone always talks about Callan Kaepernick kneeling and claims that he's disrespecting the veterans, but no one ever talks about the cause, the reason why he's kneeling, because he explained it in detail why he's kneeling. And it was like, they, they went as far as to say, like, he kneels, you say it's for the... You say it's a disrespect for veterans. He's like, a perfect example would be like, so when Rosa Parks and everybody else boycotted the bus, did someone say, oh, you're disrespecting bus drivers? No. When they sat in at the restaurants as sit-ins because they are not let blacks eat, at the same place that they let whites eat, did someone say that? Oh, you're disrespecting the, the waitress or the restaurant owner? No. So why is a black man kneeling? You're saying you're actually saying that he's disrespecting veterans when he has a bigger cause behind what he's doing. It's almost like the same thing where where you say, "Oh, black lives matter." Like, no, all lives matter. But at the end of the day, it's black lives that are being killed. It's like it seems like they always have a plot twist to everything that you're trying to do. They always undermine it. Now I realized that. That's kind of socially programmed into us now. So I remember the other day, I was having a discussion, even in church, I was having a discussion with people, and I was basically saying that, okay, we all have to work as a group, and that we all have to work as one. And someone said, oh, how are you going to work as a group, and how, how are you going to work as one, and you don't even know everyone's name. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm sure the pastor doesn't know everybody's name, but he still has to lead the congregation. Mm-hmm. I'm sure... Donald Trump don't know half of our names, but he still has to lead the country. <laughs> not right, not <laughs> okay, <why laughs> a bad example, but like even that, right. even at, <laughs> even, at <laughs> like, even at work, like the boss doesn't know everyone at the job's first and last name. So like, it's just like it's it's a weird rhetoric that's oh, going around nowadays. It's, there was actually
3: this um. Video I shared it on my page. I don't know if anyone tagged me. Oh, before I cut you off, my, my man,
1: my man boys in agreement, said, you know, change the narrative. Don't let the stereotypes define. You. Continue. I'm sorry.
3: Okay. So there was this um, video was I shared. Uh-huh. I should probably share it last week or something like yes. that. And in the video, they made all the kids line up in one line. Yeah. And they said, okay, I want you to. It's gonna do a race. And you're gonna have to run to the other side. Whoever makes it there first—I don't know. I guess he gave them something. He gave them yeah, a prize. Yeah. But when he said, "Before I do that, I want to ask you a couple of questions," he said, "If your parents are still together, take one step." Then he said, um, "If you don't—if you didn't have to worry about how you're gonna pay pay for college, take two steps." If you didn't have to worry about um, getting a job after college, take three steps. If you don't have to worry about how you're gonna get your next meal, take four steps. Like, st- st- like different little steps. And at the end all you saw was minorities still standing at the starting line and a bunch of Caucasian who was already at the top. And then he made the Caucasian turn around, he said, I want you to understand something. Even though you have it, it is your responsibility to, to be there and help others who don't have it. So a lot of times when we say black lives matter, people love to say it. Like what you're saying, all lives matter. But at the end of the day, if all lives matter, we have to be accountable for the black lives who were taken away. We have to be accountable for everything that happens. We have to be accountable for the fact that, okay, we didn't, we didn't take the gun and we didn't shoot those people in Texas, but we have to be accountable for the fact that did we do our part when it came to mental health issues? Right. A lot of times when people kill, you put them in a jail cell, you put a man who takes probably two, three months of a class, put them to watch these men, and all they do is watch these men. They don't fix these men. They don't fix these women. And they, you have all these, non- shout out to the people who have nonprofits. To help people who come out of jail. Shout out to all of you, but it's like we have to do our part. We have to be accountable for other people. I'm, the law firm that I work at, it's run by uh, uh, it's run by um, a minority group of people. So I don't I don't face the issues that you face, but I'm not saying I've never faced those issues. And when you do face those issues, you just kind of have to like put your put the attitude aside and kind of deal with it in the most professional manner. Like, okay, what's your, your, idea, your teaching concept idea is great, but this is, in reality, I'm not saying this is better, but I want to put this out there. Let's try to integrate both options. I, you got to kind of try to play fair, but at the same time, you also got to learn to put your foot down at one aspect in life. Yeah. But yeah, Amazing. That's,
0: that's what I would <laughs> One of the things that, that was said on TV was like, change is not gonna come when it's just the people are affected start to react. Change is going to come when those that are not affected, but those that are still willing to be up in arms about what's going on, start to join the fight as well. Because it's going to take everybody to join the fight in order for change to really come. That's beautiful.
2: And I recently came from a conference, um, Adventist for Social Justice, um, shout out to too.
1: Tiffany,
2: <laughs> Tiffany <laughs> <Llewellyn>, <laughs> founder and president of the organization. But um, I, one speaker who spoke said something really, really powerful, mm-hmm. and it's not. She didn't say it to negate like everything that we are going through as a race, as Black people, and mm-hmm. the racial tension that's in our nation. But she said that we, especially as children of God, as Christians, we are very passionate to protect and defend our blackness. Right? This, our melanin, right? Which is which is not even our true identity. Wow. Our true identity is as children of God. Come on out. But we are so quick to champion our blackness than to champion our identity as God's children. God. And our character and our identity in Christ. This is what we should be really championing. That justice matters not because of the color of my skin, but because of the fact that I was made in the image of God, wow. and so were you. And that's why we should there should be justice. That's why justice should exist. And so that was really, really powerful to me. That the uh, that the fact that we the reason the reason why we are fighting this fight is not to is is not for race, but to fight for God's kingdom. That's that's the reason behind this fight. And uh, that's just the, a different perspective that I wanted to, to throw out there.
1: Wow, amazing. So we're about to, we're about to close. I don't know if you but have any... Go ahead, I'm so sorry. Yes. Go.
2: One small thing. Um,
3: something I learned... Well, Two weeks ago I Bible study. I've been waiting for an opportunity to say it so others can hear it because it was amazing when I heard it. Wow. But um, it's just a biblical example because we didn't get to the biblical. We didn't get to say anything biblical yet. But um, <laughs> yep. when it comes to trusting your journey, I had a very hard journey last year. And one thing I will say is that if it's, if it's your purpose, as hard as it gets, keep going at it. Um, in the book of Joshua, Joshua 10, verse 12 to 13, Joshua was at war. Don't hate me if I don't know the war, who he's at war with. But Joshua was at war, and they weren't winning. And Joshua said, God, hold the sun.
2: Yeah.
3: And hold hold the sun for a day. Like, basically, hold the sun, and God held it for a day. God literally held the sun and the moon. Meaning that it never got dark, yeah. and the sun stayed out, and the sun never moved. The sun never moved. And, like, use that, use that, um, Basically, use that biblical example to continue in your purpose. Because sometimes we need that biblical speaking. Sometimes we need that, you know, that um basically to keep going. And just God held the sun. Like I don't even yes. know how much more. You I think know. Of no, 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 you know why? God literally he held, held the, the sun. sun, and it's so so yeah. he could win. So yes. his whole army yes. could win. Yes. Because that was his purpose. Don't let these little obstacles get to you. Don't let anything get to you guys. Yes. Like right. just keep going. You could you could have it all.
2: I'm very good on that. You can yeah. have it all. I and think- and uh, not to make it go, going, I know we got to close, but it's yeah. crazy because um, Pastor Donna Roll, if you guys know him, he's like a popping pastor. He preached a sermon on that story. And he was like, the, the key for me when he um, preached that sermon was like, you know how when it's daytime in one side of the world it's nighttime in another side of the world so joshua prayed that prayer and god held up the sun so it was daylight on both in sides w- no, no no it was um. daylight in joshua's side of the world right and it was still nighttime in another side of the world when like can you imagine for however long the sun was up right that's how long nighttime was in that yeah. other part of the world. People were probably waiting for the sun to come up on their side, waiting for business to start opening, waiting for schools to start opening. And they're like, Oh and that's how powerful it, Joshua's, Joshua's was. That's how powerful perfected people yes. on the other side of yes. the world. That's you know, amazing. and that and and that's and what he ended with was like that's the kind of Um, prayers that God wants to answer. He doesn't want to answer, you know, God, like, help me pay my my rent for the next month. No, God wants to answer powerful, bold prayers, you know. Like, we are, he called us the Joshua generation. Like, are we courageous enough? Are we bold enough to pray those kind of prayers, prayers that will affect other people's lives, people that we don't even know, people on the other side of the world? Are we willing to pray those kind of prayers? That's real.
0: I can share a testimony with you guys. (laughs) I can share a testimony with you guys and with the world today. Like for a while, like before I was even preaching or speaking or whatever I was doing, like I had so much to say to so many people, and like I would write things on Facebook, like on the wall, you know. It's like you, the only place where you could. Talk to a wall and not look crazy as Facebook, and I would say, <laughs> and I would say all the things that like I felt at the moment, but I wouldn't say it as articulate as I do nowadays. I would say like rude and vulgar, like how I would say it. But like people would listen, so like it started to build a little bit of following, and then one day like we had a um, we had a church meeting, and then basically the pastor was talking about all the things that like was going on in church and what we felt was wrong, and the youth. They knew what was going on that they didn't like, Just like how your youths and your church probably know what's going on, but they don't have the voice to say it. or Some don't have the courage to say it because they're scared that the adults might shut them down like they usually do. So, like, <laughs> I just stood up because I didn't yes. care. Like, the way my father raised me, because, well, the, the way I saw my father, like, my father was always a loud mouth. Like, he didn't care who who he offended. If he had something to say. All right, <laughs> gully. He got gully the people. <laughs> like, like, even if. He stuttered for like 20 minutes. What he had to say, he got out. And then he just was like, whatever. And he just got up and left. And so like, basically like, I guess I took part of that. But I also took like, my mother's common sense and my mother's heart. So it mixed, it mixed in well, I could say. So like, the pastor was like, yo, you, you have so much to say. So like, preach. And I was like, right, I'm going to preach. So it's like, all right. And everybody like, there were, were people that lined up to see my success. And those people that lined up to watch me fail. Mm-hmm. Just like that. And I said what I had to say, and people listened, and it kept going, it kept going, it kept going. And, like, as the, as the following continued to grow, I prayed to God, said, God, like, what's a way that, I have so much to say, and there's people that's willing to listen, and I wish I had a way where I could contact them more often and give other people that got something to say the platform to say it, because there's so much talent around us, and there's so much things around us. Like, I know it is, because on my way up, it was a lot of people that helped me grow, Mm -hmm. and those people that, like, other people felt, like, wasn't good enough, you Mm -hmm. understand, and those people, I felt, like, they were great, Mm -hmm. like, when I had the opportunity to give them the opportunity, I gave them the opportunity, Mm -hmm. like, anytime I had, anytime I had the stage, I shared it with other people, because, like, honestly, I, I don't really care for the light, like, if someone's listening to what I have to say, I say it, I keep it pushing, but, like, I don't like to stay in the light too long, you know, because then everybody starts to look at your imperfections, and they put it under a microscope. Mm -hmm. So, like, I pray to God, like, how can I reach the people more often, say how I feel, and let it resonate amongst the people, and share it with other people, and this show was one of the the ways where my prayers were answered, and now, thousands of people watch this a week, but at the same time, it's a struggle, it's hard, you know, it's it's because we gotta pay for production out of pocket, we gotta use our time, and any time that I spend on this show, any time I spend in front of the camera for you guys, I'm, I'm losing time away from work, I'm losing time away from family, I'm losing time from like other things that I have to do, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I know this show is bigger than me. Yeah. As in, like, there's been a lot of times where I felt like I wanted to quit. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, a lot of times I felt like, yo, I'm spending money, like, I'm, money that I'm taking out of my pocket is basically taking food out of my family's mouth. Mm-hmm. It's money that I could use to pay off debts, bills, things that I'm doing you know like I'm paying all this out of pocket and I make no money off of this show no money at all (laughs) so like so when you see like when you see oh yeah I like your background oh you should better the sound oh you should better the video you should better this like at least contribute at least try to help at least motivate us because there's times where I don't want to continue doing even today we started like a a half an hour 45 minutes late but we still gave you the show because we know people are home waiting for this show to come on There's people waiting for the show to come on. And we not only give you a show, we actually work in the community. We gave away 2,000 diapers and 3,000 wipes. And we put money out of our pocket into that too. And nobody else that I know of did that within our community. And now we're trying to give away like over 50 turkeys. Where's the donation? So far we only got $37. We're trying to donate these turkeys in two weeks. You know, an uh, average turkey is fifteen to twenty dollars. That's it, fifteen to twenty dollars. You know.
2: But you know what, Karen said something very powerful. Um, behind the the yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did, girl. Um, when GoFundMe mm-hmm. instead of GoFundMe, it's God funds me. Yeah. Oh, well, that's God coming on my app. You, you know, yeah. so you don't even have to worry about the donations coming in, mm-hmm. cause. Donations will come from people that you don't even expect. You're not even true. expecting because God is going to send them. That's true. That's true. So don't depend on um, the, the pennies or whatever. God is, is funding you. God is funding the show. God is going to fund the work that you guys are doing, facts. the projects
1: that you guys facts. are doing. And I want to add to what you're saying, too. The thing is that we have a lot of people who wants to donate. I know for a fact I gotta um, confer back with the uh police department they're gonna give turkey. I spoke to this politician name is that uh, uh, uh woman Richardson she wants to donate as well too um, I know several people want to donate or gas Hebron, but the thing is that we definitely need people to contribute uh, We're already gonna pick up twenty five turkeys coming up at Poughkeepsie next Friday, but we want people to donate and be part of the cost' cause. Cause like i said it 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 does cost 'cause, cause I'm taking bread, and he spent, he invested a lot, a lot. But we need donations, we need contribution, we need people to participate. We don't need people just to be watching, like, oh my goodness, they did it again, did it again. Oh, you guys are doing your thing, okay? No, no, no. We need that. We need it's, it's a whole collective of us to come together and to help each other and stuff like that to make it the difference Everybody and everything.
3: My company's name is The Religious Square. <laughs> the Religious talk Square, about it. Talk about the it. TheReligiousSquare.com. Follow us on the website. Um, we are looking for brand ambassadors. I do pay people in different states to get churches to sign up. So come do that. Do what you want to do. It can okay. be in any state. It's 50, 51, 50, 51. I don't know if Puerto of the state now, but. <laughs> no, it's not just a territory. Okay, states in one territory. but A <laughs> couple of territories, but hey. You um, know, support it. TheReligiousSquare.com. Check the website out. You know, get your church signed up. Hit me up.
0: Amazing. And shout out to Karen for putting out that app Like, yes. That's what we gotta do As a people, especially if you are trying to be Successful, find a need That people have and provide that need And that service exactly. and do something that you love And something that you're motivated about mm-hmm. The money's always gonna come afterwards Like when I did this show, I wasn't worried about the money When I was preaching, I wasn't worried about the money yes. I was just trying to do it because it was a need It was a need for this conversation It was a need for people to talk about certain things It was a need to put certain people on the platform that has something to say. I always say whoever wanna come on the show, just contact us and just come on the show and speak about what you want to speak about. Um shout out to all of my supporters and our supporters of the show. But shout out to the people who try to like discourage us and shout out to the people who try to like throw obstacles in our way, because regardless of what obstacle it might be, whether it's bad mind, negativity, financial issues or like even the building issue, we're still gonna keep going. Like I said, we can't stop, we won't stop, because this is bigger than me, this is bigger than Sanders, yes. this is bigger than everybody else, you know? In just what, five months? We're already on television. And if we give you another five months, we probably get our own network. Who knows? Because it's bigger than all of us here. bigger a network,
3: whole empire. Don't yeah. Exactly, exactly. Don't put, so, so, no ceilings, don't even put, so, no you know. don't even put
1: yourself no, in the no cap. Like, you know, exactly. So, gonna, caps so, caps so, so, with that being
0: said, we we'll to let you guys know that, I said, guys tot- donate to the cars. We want people to gofundme backslash the real word W O R D. That's gofundme.com backslash the real word. The average turkey is fifteen to twenty dollars. That's what we need. Shout out to all the people that donated so far. So far, we got the thirty-seven dollars. We could buy what, like two turkeys. But even if we just buy two turkeys and we feed two families those are two families that will remember what we did for the rest of their lives. That's facts. So even if we just feed two families, that's two families more than nothing. So facts. So we're going to do what we could do. Okay, okay. That's what's up. So guys, it was real. You guys enjoy
1: yourselves. Also, too, I have cards for those who want to go to T A G restaurant. $7 off of whatever you're ordering and everything like that. And also check me out. I'm about to sell some patties with Junior. Support black businesses. Support Karen. Support Judith. Let's make it happen and let's get this money together. And we're going to
0: close out with a prayer. Who would like to pray? I close.
3: Oh, well. Are close. <laughs> you I just want to thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for everything that you have done for all of us. We come from work. We do what we have to do. We continue our business. We continue going on. Father God, I ask you to please bless us, not only us, but bless our viewers, bless the people who don't view, but the viewers to come. Father God, continue to protect us and bless us, strengthen us to continue on, Lord, no matter what obstacles, no matter what the devil puts in front of us. Father God, hold the sun, hold the moon, hold it all for us. And in the name of Jesus, I do pray this prayer. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Shout out to everybody that watched tonight. we see you guys next week. Hopefully we on time. Please donate ww.gofummy backslash the real word. And continue to watch the show, share, put your friends on, tell somebody, tell somebody, tell somebody. We're going to be on TV again. Um, this Friday at 7:30. More details to follow. If you come on the show, you get to be on TV. So hey, um, just keep donating, guys. Keep supporting. We thank you. We love you. And we coming with that turkey drive. I need you guys to donate them turkeys, man. If you can't donate money, donate a turkey. Every family should give at least one turkey to a family that don't have it. You. If we here preaching the ministry of God, we might as well exercise the ministry of God. You understand? So that's all I got for you guys. Yes.